0: <laughs> and laughs Theater of the Mind The best love programs from radio's golden age Only on Zoomer Radio Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor
1: Well, thank you and welcome to the show And once again, I salute David Kelly, a friend south of the border For suggesting I consider Nightbeat for inclusion in our offerings here on Theater of the Mind And when I first introduced the show, there was little time to describe the actors or production matters. So tonight I'm happy I've got a little bit of time left to do that. Broadcast on NBC, Nightbeat, starring Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone, a tough and streetwise reporter who worked a night beat for Chicago Star looking for human interest stories. Now, he met an assortment of people, most of them with a problem, many of them scared, and sometimes he was able to help them, sometimes he wasn't. It was generally regarded as a quality show, and it stands up extremely well. Frank Lovejoy isn't remembered much today, but he was a powerful and believable actor with a strong delivery. And his portrayal of Randy Stone as tough guy with humanity was perfect. The scripts for Nightbeat were excellent, given that they had to cover much in a short period of time. There was a good supporting cast, too. Orchestra, sound effects... Some of those supporting cast members included William Conrad, Lorene Tuttle, and Ben Wright, to name a few. So let's find out what unusual characters Randy Stone will meet tonight as he puts in his time as the night reporter for The Chicago Star.
2: Night Beat
3: Hi, this is Randy Stone. I cover the Night Beat for the Chicago Star. You know, stories start out in many different ways. Tonight's story started when I walked into a nice little guy's private world and it blew up right in my face.
4: Night Beat, starring Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone.
3: When the streetcars and the subways spill out their thousands of tired ones who scurry off into a million directions to find home, that's when my job begins. I start walking, looking for my story so that you can read about it in your morning newspaper and feel good because it didn't happen to you. Tonight, I got my story fast. Just walking down Madison Street, west, away from the center street. I kept walking past the shooting gallery... Nickel Arcade with the Pete shows and the fortune-telling machines, the jukebox taverns, (laughs) Madison Street, the quick route to happiness with the world's worst hangover. And then straight ahead of me was Pop Gordon's training gym. That's where the public pays 30 cents to watch fellas training to beat each other's brains out. You know, when I got inside, it looked like just one of those fights. And then I heard one voice over the other. It was a voice I knew. It.
2: Somebody call the cops and get that punchy loon out of here. You stupid bums out of your at me. What's the matter, Pop?
3: Yeah. This crazy owl's gonna tear off his rocker. But that's Billy. Yeah.
2: Somebody call the cops.
3: Wait a second, Pop. He's all right. Sure, sure. Listen to him.
5: Anybody raise a glove on me, get killed.
6: One place for a loon
2: like
3: that in a bughouse. I'm going to get the cops and have This old
6: fighter.
3: Oh, now, wait a minute, Pop. Let me yeah.
6: talk to him. Randy, stay away from that lot. Five of us couldn't hold him. He knows me. Randy, the guy's gone nuts. Yellow,
5: yeah.
2: yeah. like I said, everybody's scared of getting the same. Hey, Billy. Brother.
3: Billy. What? Hi, Billy. How's it going?
2: Uh, you coming in with me?
3: Oh, sure, sure. Make me a big man getting into the same ring with a champ.
2: Well, that's me, champ. And you're a two bit bum.
3: Well, that's a thumbnail description. if I ever heard one?
2: Admit it. The truth. A two-bit bomb! Admit it. I admit it.
3: I admit it, Billy. Yeah, but
2: you don't mean it. You're laughing at me like the rest of me. You're laughing me.
3: Billy, I never laughed at you in my life. You
2: laugh. Well, I'll show you what happens to anybody who laughs at Billy the
5: Kid. Stop it. <laughs>
3: As the world flew away in all directions, I dimly remembered how the sports writers used to speak so respectfully of Billy's fast left hand. But, brother, if they knew what I just found out about his right. When the fog finally cleared, Pop Gordon was bending over me, and there were a lot of other faces, too. But I didn't see Billy when I stood up. You okay, Randy? Oh. This is being okay. I don't want any part of it. He slugs you, but good. Where is he? I uh, took off before the cops come
6: Took off before anybody could grab him uh, I don't blame him uh, I let that bum come in at gym and sit around Everybody else pays 30 cents but him I let him free What's he do, huh? What's he do? He busts loose, he blows his top But why? What happened to Billy? Uh, I don't know Tonight I catch him putting a bite on my customers Two bits here, a dime there Billy was panhandling? Sure Like I said I didn't like it, so I tell him And then I don't know I'm over at the other side of the gym. I hear somebody laugh, and the next thing I know, the owl's swinging like a windmill. He's gonna kill everybody just for being around. He ought to be tied up.
5: Uh
3: Uh-huh, just like that, huh? Yeah, he ain't safe. What do you want, the black Mariah to come around, cart him away like a load of rubbish? Yeah, but for his own good. Oh, Pop. Yeah. Remember when he was champ? He packed him in every club where he fought. He had a dollar or five dollars for anybody who held out a hand. Sure? What are you getting at? Well, now he's got no one, Pop, and now he's out in the cold. Aye
6: yeah oh I'll forget the cops but we still got to put him away.
3: Well all right sure but let's do it as painless as possible. I'll uh, I'll keep him with me tonight and then tomorrow you we'll... going after him yeah which way to go uh, straight up the streets but watch out Randy he blows his lid. Yeah, I know don't worry I don't want any rematch. I'd like to know why he blew his lid in the first place and my jaw in the second place. I'd known Billy a long time. A sweet, gentle guy who always seemed to be living in a world all of his own. A world that nobody else knew about and cared less. And now he was in trouble. In his mood, he might hurt someone, or worse, he might get himself hurt. I must have walked for half an hour before I finally spotted him. He was standing on a corner. I stopped and watched him for a couple of minutes. I watched his hesitant and embarrassed panhandling. Then I walked over to him slowly.
2: Hello, Billy. What? Oh, you, hi, hi, Randy, old pal, old pal, Hi, You want some company? Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> good, good. Randy, where, where you been keeping yourself? I ain't seen you for a couple of weeks.
3: You haven't seen me for a couple of weeks?
2: Well, I, I thought maybe you'd forget him, old pal, huh?
3: No, you're not the kind of a fellow one forgets, champ. Mm-hmm. Now, what was the uh, trouble back at the gym?
2: Jim? What gym? Pop Gordon's. Pop's voice? Yeah. Well, well, let's go. I, I gotta help Pop. He, he's a good Joe, you know. He never charges me nothing. Wait, wait, hold on a it. second, Billy. Hold but, on. Yeah? Weren't you at the gym tonight? Oh no, I'm not tonight. I, I've been here.
3: And you didn't uh massage my chin?
2: You you're giving me a rib. What's what you looking at me for like that, Randy? Forget it, Billy. You, you was just ribbing, huh? Oh, sure. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, I like ribs. I, not giving a hot foot nothing like that. But funny ribs. that don't hurt nobody. Oh,
3: sure. <laughs> can
2: I ask you a $64 question? Well, sure not. You, you can ask me anything, Randy. Anything.
3: I saw you a minute ago, Billy. But I never seen you ask for a touch
2: before. Uh... Huh. I, I, I ain't never gonna do it no more, but... But, Randy, I, I got it tonight. I, I got to get a few bucks. Maybe 15. I already got $2. Maybe... Why for... do you need $15? What? I, I, I got to get a new suit. A new suit? What's so special about tonight, Billy? Well, there's something. I, I got to do it. I just got to do it, Randy. I got to have 15, but... Hey, then, Scott... Hey! Sir. Is that you, Randy? Yeah. Oh,
7: Sullivan!
2: Yeah. Randy... Don't let him pick me up for
3: Hammond, please. No, I won't, please Billy. Don't. Now, you wait here, wait here. I'll be right back. Yeah. yeah
7: that's Billy
2: back there, isn't it?
3: Yeah, that's right, Sullivan. Why?
2: Heard you had a little trouble with him back at the gym. Mm. Maybe we ought to put him in the tank for the night, keep him out of trouble, huh? Look, uh, look, Sullivan.
3: Uh. He's going away tomorrow for a long time. Oh, like that, huh? Yeah, that, that's it. This is his last night out. Huh? Yeah, 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 I see. Okay, good.
2: It's the way I do it myself, to see you around, Randy. But keep an eye on him.
3: Yeah, i watch him, Michael Hawk. Thanks, Sullivan. So long.
2: Uh, well, what do they say, Randy? They, they ain't gonna pick me up for mooching on it. They ain't going... No,
3: no, no. Of course not. Uh, look, uh, Billy, how'd you like
2: to come to my apartment for a while? Oh, I can't. I told you. I, I gotta get 15 bucks. Well, we'll talk about it. Well, I gotta get it tonight. Now I gotta get a new suit. Because... Because...
3: Yeah, go, go on. Why?
2: I, I can't be wearing this crummy rag when when I see her. Not when when I see her.
3: I didn't know what he meant. But whatever had made him go crazy at the gym, whatever had made him hit me was tied in with her. Who she was, I didn't know, and I wasn't sure that he knew. I finally talked him into going to my place and. When we went in, I watched that slow, gentle smile come over his face.
2: Hey, this place is a hey, number one. Yeah. Sit down, Billy. Uh, I ain't got much time. Just a couple of minutes. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, I, I'm awful tired, Randy. Seems like a lot of things has happened tonight, you know. I, I'm i kind of tired. Sure. Want a drink, Billy? Oh, no. I, I, I never touch it, you know that. Yeah, and you never panhandled before. but well, I, I ain't gonna do that no more just tonight. I I never bummed off of nobody. I paid my own way. Come anything, I, I paid my own way. Yeah, that's why I want to know why you're putting the bite on people tonight. I ain't gonna tell you. You'll you, you laugh. I won't laugh. You will. Somebody else laughed when I told you. Some Somebody laughed. and well, when, when somebody laughs at me, I, I don't like it. I All right, easy, I, easy, I, easy, easy, I, easy. I, Come on now. Uh, that's better... I tell you, I I gotta get 15 bucks. Hey, hey, look. Look look at this. What's that, Billy? I I cut it out of the paper today. I I seen it. You take a look at it, huh? You'll read what it says.
3: Mrs. Walter Compton and her husband...
2: Yeah? Yeah, go on. That's more. Prominent
3: society leaders of New York will be in town tonight. They're staying at the Lakeshore and... I
2: can't go there in this crummy rag. Why do you have to see her? What? Well, I, I gotta tell her something. It's getting late, Randy. I, I gotta get. Him.
3: I'll lend you the fifteen dollars, Billy.
2: You oh no, no. I pay my own way. Well,
3: pay it back whenever you get a job. No, I don't want
2: any handouts. It's just a loan, Billy. It's a loan. What? <laughs> uh thanks, Randy. You you're a champ. Now, now tell me why you gotta see her. You you ain't gonna laugh? I uh, I can take anything but that, anything. I won't laugh, Billy. No, I I I guess you wouldn't. Okay. You you remember once I was champ?
3: Oh, everybody knows you were champ. Now, what about her, Mrs. Compton?
2: Yeah. Well, it's one night after a fight, see? I ain't champion, but I'm punching right up to the top, see? Okay, but this one fight, she ain't there, so I go to see her at her place. She's there. She's there. So what
8: Who's that? It's
2: me. Billy. Where are you? Yeah,
8: I'm in a minute.
2: Sure. Hey, I went tonight. I said I went tonight, Edna.
8: Yeah, I heard on the radio. Well? Well, what?
2: It don't mean a thing?
8: Sure. Means a lot, I guess.
2: You guess. <laughs> 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 a kid for a dollar who's gonna marry the next middleweight champ, you should take things like a lump of ice.
8: Yeah.
2: Edna, anything wrong?
8: Nope.
2: Oh, there is.
8: Okay, something's wrong. Have it your way.
2: You you, you wasn't at the fight tonight, baby I I looked for you It took me three, four rounds to get gone Because I didn't see
8: you You won Oh, kid Look at me Sure The eye got torn open again, huh?
2: Oh, oh, that's nothing Collodion fixed it uh...
8: Collodion fixes everything, huh? Get cut up, use collodion That's nice That puts you all together again How long do you think you'll stay together?
2: What's eating on you, honey? The last two, three weeks. The last been... two,
8: three weeks. The last two, three years.
2: Yeah, that's right.
8: I hate it.
2: You hate what?
8: Oh,
2: shut up. Oh, kid, kid, what's wrong? You
8: and me. Well,
2: I don't get it.
8: The only thing you do get is a measly few bucks for getting your head knocked off. Oh, I'm a fighter. So honey. you're a fighter. All right, fight. But count me out.
2: Oh, now, wait a I've minute. I've been waiting.
8: I've been waiting for him to carry you home. Me? (laughs) Me? It can't happen, huh?
2: Well, well, all of a sudden, you start blowing your top. It's
8: not all of a sudden. You said it. You said there was something wrong for the last two or three years.
2: Okay. Okay, spill
8: it. I'm through, Billy. Washed up. Finished. What? You and me. Done. Since when? Since right now.
2: Oh, baby, it's just the eye. You see me this way and you...
8: Oh, the eye. Don't
2: laugh at me, Edna. <laughs> don't laugh at
8: me.
2: I take anything but being laughed at. It
8: is a laugh.
2: Oh, now listen, listen, honey.
8: I don't care if you get punched all over the state. I don't care if you get your brains rattled so hard. It's Edna. me I care about from now on.
2: Okay. So I'll be champ. So, so you'll get your fur coat. Not from you... you.
8: Not from a guy who's beginning to look like a punching bag instead of a man. Look at me. Take a good look.
2: I am. Yeah, I am.
8: I got looks. I got class. I can do all right.
2: I still don't get it.
8: All right, I'll lay it on the line for you. Want me to? (laughs) Go ahead. I'm not going to tie myself to a punchy character. I'm not going to have to walk in nice places with a guy whose face is. Well, look at her. Go on, take a look in the mirror. You see what I mean?
5: You want me to quit?
8: I don't care if you do or not because it's too late, Billy. It's too late.
5: Edna, you, you shouldn't say <laughs> the, please have don't, don't. Uh, that.
2: Please, Edna. That's the way it was, Randy. That, that's the way it was. Yeah, I see. Look. Billy, you don't want to go and see her after that. I, I tell you, Randy, I, I gotta see her. There's something I gotta tell her, and it's gotta be tonight because tomorrow she, she'll be gone. Billy, how do you know that she'll? Well, that she'll see. You. Oh, I know, I know, because there's something I, I ain't told you. There's Something, something I ain't never gonna tell nobody. And uh, uh, Rand, Randy, please, please don't don't try to stop me. Please don't let nobody try to stop me because. Because if if they do, I'll I'll kill them.
3: Billy said he'd kill anybody who tried to stop him from seeing Mrs. Walter Compton. I looked at his scarred face and into his eyes. A wild fever you see in the eyes of a dog everyone says is mad, but only wants a
2: drink of water. And then? Uh, I guess I, I shouldn't have said that, Randy. Well, let's forget it for a minute, Billy. Now tell me, why do you want to see it? <laughs> you don't understand dames, huh? Huh?
3: No, my mother never told me.
2: Well, well, she gives me the brush, see, like I tell you. She, she gives me the brush, but, but she does it for me, see? She, she don't want me to get my brains knocked out, see? Yeah, I'm I'm beginning to see, Billy. Sure, but me, I got no sense, so so I don't see it her way. So I, I I let her walk out, and I don't see her no more. Not until I get hold of that paper today. And tonight you want to see her. To say what, Billy? Well, don't you see? She loves me. All these years, she, she never lets up, and I... I I, I want to tell her it's okay, that maybe her and me, we can start all over like, see? Uh, what's the matter, Randy? <laughs> nothing. Nothing, Billy. Look, don't let anybody kid you, pal. You're still champion. Oh, I ain't nothing. But uh, oh, I, I got to go now. I, I got to get 15 bucks for
3: a Now, seat. look, look, you're tired. You need a shave. Maybe take a shower. You thought of that? No. All right, now you wait here and take a shower and a shave, and I'll bring a suit back for you. Is that a deal?
2: Oh, gee, you, you're a champ, Randy. You're a real champ.
3: I might be gone for a little while, Billy, but when I come back, everything will be okay. Sure. Okay. There was only one thing for me to do. Go and see Mrs. Walter Compton. I made sure that Billy couldn't leave my apartment. I locked the door from the outside. I didn't want him picked up before he had the chance to see her. To see the woman around whom he'd built a whole world of fantasy in which he'd lived for so many years. I didn't want that world to come down around his ears. My newspaper pass got me in to see Mrs. Walter Compton in her suite at the Lakeshore.
8: You're Mr. Stone.
3: Yes, I am, Mrs. Compton. You're
8: from the newspaper.
3: Well, I'm not on newspaper business, uh, Mrs. Compton. Not tonight. This is more personal.
8: Really? Well, what can I um
3: uh, do for me? Uh, nothing.
8: Then please get to the point, Mr. Stone. My husband will be here shortly with guests. How soon? An hour. Why?
3: Well, uh, because it concerns someone you used to know. Really? Who? Billy Candell.
8: Billy Candell.
3: As yes, he was better known as Billy the Kid, once middleweight champion of the world.
8: Oh, i forgot forgotten. <laughs> and I was glad to. Uh,
3: Mrs. Compton, he's coming here tonight to see you. What? He's coming?
8: <laughs> How stupid can you get?
3: Well, for a lot of people, it's not hard to be <laughs> stupid or uh, heartless.
8: Yours must be a rather sentimental column, Mr. So. Uh,
3: yes, it's about people. You'd better go. Look, uh... Please see, Billy. What can you lose?
8: It's out of the question.
3: Listen, all he wants is to tell you something. He wants to tell you that... that he knows that you still love him.
8: What? Oh, no. now, listen
3: to me, please. Tomorrow he's going to... Well, he's going where he can rest. He's sick, Mrs. Compton. He's desperately sick.
8: Let's not be so polite. The word is punch drunk, I believe. You want me to see a lunatic? No,
3: he's not. And I'll be here when he comes. We'll keep it between us three.
8: Do you know what you're asking?
3: Yes, I'm asking you to give a guy a few minutes of his world. Make it real for him. Tell him anything. Tell him you still love him. Then he'll go away. After tomorrow, you'll never see him or hear from him again.
8: You're asking me to receive that... that thing and to bring him into this hotel where everyone can see him? Do you know what that means? Well, to him, yes. I'm talking about myself. Myself, Mr. Scott. Yes, I'd
3: like to get off that subject for a it's moment. It's the
8: only subject that matters.
3: If you don't see him, he'll crack up all the way.
8: That happened long ago. Good evening, Mr. Stone.
3: Three minutes of your time.
8: I said no. Did you hear, Mr. Stone? I said no.
3: Okay, lady, I'm going. Uh, thank you for everything that's been lovely. You
8: needn't be sarcastic,
3: Mr. Stone. Oh, needn't I be? Look, Queenie, I got a little spot announcement for you. Billy owes you a vote of thanks. You'll never know it, but you gave him the biggest break of his life when you walked out on him years ago.
9: Oh,
3: really? Yes, positively. Tonight, you're giving him even a bigger break. Tell
6: me about it, Mr. Stone. Yes, I'll
3: tell you. (laughs) The only thing that poor guy's got left is his memory of a girl named Edna. Any resemblance between that memory and you was strictly coincidental goodbye. I was glad to get out into the fresh air. All the way back to my apartment, I kept thinking of what I'd tell Billy. How I'd tell him. Then as I walked across the lobby toward the elevator...
2: Mr. Stone, Mr. Stone! Mr. What?
3: Oh, what is it, Charlie? Here's a message for you. Okay. Hey, you are, Mr. Stone. Thank you. How long ago he leave this? Oh, what, just a few minutes after you left. <laughs> did you know you left him locked in? He called out. He asked me to open the yeah, door. Yeah, did he say where he was going? Uh, no, 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 just that he couldn't wait for you any longer. Now that is on the note. how do he look? How'd he look? Well, I mean, anything unusual about him? No, I... He had on one of your suits, um, I remember now. That, that pinstripe one, he must have stolen. No, he didn't of... steal anything. Now listen to me. Uh, I'm going to the Lakeshore Hotel. If he comes back here, get in touch with me there. Mrs. Compton Suite. Mrs. Compton Suite, yes. yes. Oh, and listen, I think you'd better call the police. But as for Kalski, remember that Kalski? Kalski. Tell him to meet me at the Lakeshore Hotel and quick. I took a cab and I took the shortest way to the Lakeshore. I watched the pavements looking for Billy, but I didn't see him. He had some money on him, and he must have taken a cab himself. And then I was back at the lakeshore, talking with the clerk at the desk there. Yes, sir, there was a, a man here, that description. He asked that a call be put through to Mrs. Compton's suite. And was it? Well, sir, he he was a rather... Well, yes, yes, I I know, I know. So he didn't get through. Oh, I called Mrs. Compton's suite myself and told her. That is, I described the man. I... Yes, go ahead. What would she say? That on no account was I to put him through or send him upstairs. Oh, well... Okay, that's something. What'd he do then? He left immediately. Which way? Well, I'm afraid I didn't notice, sir. I was registering some new guests, and I paid no attention. Okay, thank you very much. I had to find Billy before... Well, before what? What would he do? Where would he go? I asked myself those questions as I walked slowly along, watching for him, hoping to see that pathetic figure in my pinstripe suit, hoping I'd get to him before someone else stopped him. I was afraid of what might happen or could happen. And then I saw him, just past the Lakeshore Hotel, shambling slowly along, his shoulders hunched against the wind that cut in off the lake. I ran and caught up with
2: him. Billy! Billy! What? Oh, hi, Ryan. Hi. What's what you doing over here?
3: Oh, i just just uh, looking around. Why'd you leave my apartment?
2: What? Huh? Oh, well, well, you was gone so long and I had to get gone, see?
3: Oh, sure. Come on, let's walk.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, I I borrowed one of your suits uh, It's a a real champ suit, all right You you mind, huh?
3: No, no, Billy, none at all Did you see her?
2: Oh, oh, sure What, you did? Uh, I see that Billy, they wouldn't let you go up, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, but but, uh, I, I went up the back The back, Billy Now look at me Are you sure? Oh, sure and, and, and she still loves me, Randy. I, I said everything was okay. She's crazy about me like like she always... Was. What did she tell you? Well, she, she didn't want to talk to me. You know how she is. But then I told her I love her and, and she loves me. Yeah? I, Billy? Uh, Billy? I'm tired, Randy. Lots of things happened tonight. And lots of things. Yeah, I know. What do you say we go someplace for coffee? Yeah, yeah, I'd like that. I'm awful tired. And uh, w- when I get real rested good, I- I'll go back to see her. Her and me, we- we'll start over again. Hey, hey, this is where she lives, you know. Yeah. Look, I I, I got to see her once more, Randy. Maybe she'll talk to me this time.
3: Huh? Not tonight anymore, Billy. No, but I-, I want her to talk to me. Well, I don't sure. You... Yeah, she will. She loves me. Billy. Now, listen to me. You let me go up there first. I'll talk to her and fix everything, okay?
2: Well, tell her not to act like a kid. Tell her to talk to her. Yes, yeah, sure, sure. I'll tell her. But you must put... Hey, Stone? Yes, Kolsky? You put in a call for
3: us? Oh, yes, I did. It's okay now. I found him. What'd she call the cops for, Randy? Oh, Kalski's not a cop.
2: He's a pal of yours. Huh?
3: He thinks you're the greatest fighter that ever lived. He always wanted to talk to you about your big fight.
2: Oh, sure, sure. But, but we're busy now. I, I'll talk to you about it later, koski I gotta see somebody.
3: Millie. I promised you I'd see her, remember?
2: You, you're gonna tell her I'll be waiting? Sure,
3: sure. Now, you just stay with Kolski here. Tell him uh, about the night you won the belt. Anything the matter,
2: Stone? No, no, no. Just
3: keep him here. I'll answer questions later. Now,
2: Billy. Yeah? Promise me you'll stay right here. You, you won't stay long, huh? Just tell her she loves me and, and I want her to talk to me. Sure, I will. Okay, now you wait here. <laughs>
3: I didn't think it would do any good to see her again, but I wanted to give Billy a good memory to take along. I saw her all right, but she didn't talk to me either. I went back downstairs and out to the street. I hadn't been gone more than five minutes, but they were the longest five minutes of my life. Brother, I was beat.
2: Hey, Rhonda, you see her, huh? You see her?
3: Yeah, I saw her, Billy.
2: What did she say? You tell me what she said, huh? Well, I told her.
3: Hey, Stone, how long does this go on? This is a prowl con, not a buck. Yeah, we're coming along with you. Yeah, uh, what's the idea? Get in the back, Billy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of tired. I, I'd kind of like to ride to your place, Randy. Sure. Take us to the precinct, Cousin. Listen,
3: Andy, did you see his girl? Yes, I saw her, but she didn't talk to me either. I guess she laughed once too often. She's dead. Huh? All right, now just take it easy, Skalski. The poor guy doesn't even know that he killed her. 4 a.m. and the lights are going out all over the city. Even those neon signs on Madison Street... I've got to write my piece and put it in the slot, but what can I say? The story of a one-sided love? Well, if that's what love does to you, I'll stick to Pinochle. It's a funny thing about love, isn't it? Let someone get up and talk about hate, and he's hailed as a new leader. Let him speak of love, and he's ridiculed, he's spat upon, and even nailed to a cross. Love is the greatest thing, the oldest yet the latest thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Copy, boy.
1: Stay tuned for Phil Harris and Alice Faye next on Theater of the Mind. Time now for that husband and wife team to entertain here on Theater of the Mind. It's time for Phil Harris and Alice Faye. Good health to all from Rexall.
4: Yes, it's Sunday. Time for the Phil Harris Alice Fay Show, presented by the makers of Rexall Drug Products and your Rexall Family Drug. Good health to all from Rexall. And now your Rexall family druggist brings you the Phil Harris, Alice Faye Show, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Robert North, Gail Gordon, Janine Roos, Ann Whitfield, Walter Sharp and his music, yours truly, Bill Foreman, and starring Alice Faye and Phil Harris. Today is an average day in the Harris household. Alice has finished the lunch dishes, the children are playing with a new toy, and Phil has just come down for breakfast.
7: Good morning, everybody.
10: Good morning, Phil. Hi, Daddy. Hey, what do you kids got there? A chemistry set. It's a present from William. He bought it for them this morning. Willie bought something for somebody?
5: (laughs) Well...
7: Since I got him that job with Rexall last week, the boy's become a plunger. (laughs) How much did this set cost him?
5: Ninety-eight cents.
7: The plunger's got a short handle. (laughs) Ninety-eight cents, huh? That's a fine present for his rich sister's children.
5: Now that he's
8: working at the drugstore, Uncle William says he's going to give me and Phyllis a lot of
10: presents. Mm
7: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, indeed For Christmas, I can see him putting two small tubes of dental floss under the tree (laughs) Alice, look, a chemistry set is dangerous They can hurt themselves messing around
10: with that Oh, it's just a toy and it's perfectly harmless They can't get into any trouble with it
7: No, Daddy This morning, we made ink with it
10: You made ink, huh? How was it? It was delicious you drank it? <laughs>
7: Alice, do something. Call a doctor. Get a blotter.
10: No, 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 no. Don't get excited, Bill. They just tasted it and I washed their mouths out. They know enough not to do it again. Believe me. Girls, you'd better go outside and play now. Okay, Mommy. Come on, fellas.
7: Willie, Willie. When well, he's not doing something to me, he's doing something to my children. Getting him that job was the best thing I ever did. At least now he won't be bothering me during the day, and it'll certainly be a relief to hear him come in every morning with that...
9: Good morning, Philip. (laughs) What'd he
7: do, have a record made? (laughs) What are you doing here during
9: the day, Willie? I just came from a meeting with Mr. Scott. Scott? Hmm. Who's Mr. Scott? Well, he's a very important man with the Rexall Company. He and the other executives were talking about you and your radio show, Philip. Ah, no. Hmm
7: Talked about me, huh? Kind of cut me up a little, huh? What'd they have to say about me, Willie?
9: Well Come on, uh, tell me what they said
5: <laughs> Come on, what do they think of me?
9: You needn't worry, Philip You have a contract And there's nothing they can do about
5: it <laughs>
9: Knock off,
7: will you, Levi? <laughs> Get lost Go back to the drugstore And stuff cotton in their aspirin bottles <laughs> Nothing they can do about it What do you mean nothing they can do about it? They'd have to be crazy to try to get rid of me I'm the greatest thing since rubber gloves
5: I <laughs> can't understand it I
7: can't even get to meet this Mr. Uh, Scott How come you got so close to him in only one week?
9: Oh, I don't know guess he was captivated by my sparkling personality <laughs>
7: Captivated, you've got a personality that sparkles like a hangnail
5: <laughs>
9: There's got to be another reason Well, of course he was very much impressed with the new bookkeeping system I installed It's really quite a system Oh, I'll bet it's just a gym, Dandy
7: <laughs> You
9: must explain it to me sometime Oh, I'll be glad to It's a double entry system See? But...
7: That's fine, just close it up right there
9: <laughs> Hey,
7: look, let me ask you something Don't you have to get back to the office?
9: Oh my goodness, it's almost one o'clock. I'd better hurry. Now don't worry, Philip. Next time I see Mr. Scott, I'll put in a good word for you. If I can think of one. (laughs)
5: Goodbye. (laughs) Bye,
9: Willie.
10: If
7: I can think of one. Some sharp talk. Kid's really getting sharp. Ain't no stopping him since he won first prize for his tapioca pudding at the Pomona Fair. Why are you so annoyed with William? Because I hate apple polishers, that's why. Just trying to get on the good side of the boss. Look, I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't even trying to get me off of that show. Look, I'll get it. Must be Willie again. Probably forgot something. His beret.
5: <laughs> I'm
7: getting a little fed up with his coming around all the time, and I'm going to tell him so. Why don't you stop coming around here and bother me? So? <laughs> You don't love me anymore. Oh, Frankie, I I'm didn't. glad I found out in time before I made a fool of myself.
5: <laughs> what do you mean?
7: What do you mean before you made a fool of yourself? Before I gave you the ring? Oh!
5: <laughs> Cut out the
7: clowning. Well, that's you? a fine way to greet, Remley. Me. I'm sorry, and I want to apologize. I thought you were Willie That's the most insulting apology. Ever. <laughs> What's the matter? What are you so sore willing Willie about? Well, come on in, I'll tell you. All right. Let's go in the kitchen. You can have a bite to eat with me. Mm-hmm. Well, what's it all about, Colonel? What's Willie done to you this time? Oh, I don't know. Ever since I got that job at Rexall for him last week, he's been doing everything in his power to impress them with his ability. Mm-hmm. Sit down. Yeah,
1: thanks.
7: Right. Mm, cold chicken. Frankie, look, I got a serious problem. Willie's trying to undermine me with a company. He wants to get me off the show. You're passing mustard?
5: <laughs> look, Remley,
7: this is important. Do you realize that if that happens, I'll be out of a job? Potato salad, please.
5: <laughs> Frankie,
7: will you pay attention? Okay. Now, look, i got to think uh, of... Pass me some of that stuff first. <laughs> oh, here. Look, Frankie... I gotta think of some way To stop this guy
5: <laughs> Hey,
7: this is wonderful wine Good vintage Nice body, very dry What do you call this stuff? Ink
5: <laughs> Yeah, ink
7: Yeah, ink It's excellent vintage though. Waterman's 1926 <laughs> Serves so you're right, the kids made that stuff with a chemistry set that Uncle Willie gave them. Uh-huh. Look, Frankie, I've been trying to tell you. Willie invented a new book system or a keeping system for the company, mm-hmm. and now he's the fair-haired boy with a Mr. Scott, the big man there. I ain't even met the guy. Mm-hmm. Remley, I got to do something to uh, impress the executives. Why don't you invent something? Like what? Well, what's the most important thing that Rexall makes and sells? What are they famous for? Drugs. That's it. All you gotta do is invent a new drug. (laughs) That's all, huh? Yep, simple as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's only one trouble. I'm a little out of practice. You see, (laughs) I haven't invented a drug for a fortnight now. (laughs) About nine days. What makes you think they need a new drug? Statistics. He ain't even with the company.
5: <laughs> oh, thanks a lot.
7: Look, how many independent druggists do they got? 10,000. How many drug products do they make? 2,000. All right, you see. That leaves 8,000 druggists without a drug.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
7: you must admit that makes sense. That figures.
5: <laughs> hey, Rambler.
7: What? Whatever gave you the idea of inventing a new drug? Charlie oh, kid's chemistry set, and my knowledge of chemical formulae.
11: <laughs> formulae?
5: Yeah, it's Latin. <laughs>
7: it's female for formulae. <laughs> Hey, hmm? you sound like you know what you're talking about. Well, of course I do. Come on, let's experiment. A lot of things are discovered by chemists just accidentally mixing things together. With my knowledge, we're sure to hit something. Yeah. A lot of things are discovered accidentally. Sure. Anyway, it's worth a try. Hey, come on, Frankie. Now look, let's get the kids' chemistry set, mix a few things together, and we'll see what happens. Curly, Maybe curly. we- please. We chemists cannot work with a child's implement.
5: <laughs>
7: we'll need a professional set with test tubes and Bunsen burners. You'll have to buy an elaborate set. Okay, Frankie, but you better come with me so I don't get stuck. All right. Hey, I hope this thing works how oh, I'd love to show that Willie <laughs> up. Wouldn't that be something? Well, like the General said, let's get moving. The General? Yeah. <laughs> general said, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. But his noble steed said, no indeed, go get yourself a jeep. Then the general said, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. But his man of war just said, what for, and went right back to sleep. Then the general called the captain, told the captain to tell the sergeant to tell the privates that he personally would lead the charge. Now he made a loud and fervent speech, he made a strong appeal. And he said, good friends, just follow me, I'll lead you through the Then the general said, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. But his noble horse said, man, get lost, and walked right off the field. And the general said, giddy up, giddy up, come on, giddy up. But his stallion booed him where he stood and called that Jenna heel. And that there horse come walking by, his noble head held high. And he walked up to the general, looked him smack dab in the eye. And he said, my friend, let's get it straight, let's get it straight right now. If you think I'm going to lead a charge, you crazy as a cow. The battle raged and raged and raged, the shell. Fell all around But the general daub and did no bobbin, He just stood his ground The soldiers fought and fought and fought And the battle was no sense But the General and his faithful horse They didn't move an inch Then the bugler blew his bugle His comrades left the fray The mighty war was over So they proudly marched away But the General on his noble Nag his face with streaming tears Said I'll make that old Hay burner move If it takes a million years Oh, The general, general said giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. They left him so I'll never know if he ever made that darn echo. with his giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. Oh, come on, horse, at least take me back to the officer's club. The general and his horse. Hey, Ramley. What? How much further is this chemist supply store? Oh, it's in this block, a couple of doors down. See now, I want to make sure we get everything. We'll need a uh, couple of dozen test tubes, some mixing pans, Bunsen burners. Uh, hmm? What are them burners for? <laughs> oh, they're necessary to every chemist. Yeah? Can't burn a Bunsen without them. <laughs> Besides, if we want to discover a new drug, we'll need them to heat up the ingredients What are we after, a hot headache, pill? (laughs) How stupid can a man be? (laughs) Curly, when we get in the store, you better let me do the talking If we don't sound like professionals, they won't sell us anything All right, all right, Crow, you can do the talking You better start it, too, here comes the clerk How do you do, sir? What can I do for you? Oh, uh, uh, nothing for me, but my colleague Madame Curie wants to buy. <laughs> uh, Madame Curie? <laughs> uh, pay no attention to Professor Harris. He's been working on the atom bomb, and he's a little radioactive. <laughs> uh, we'd like to buy the best chemistry set you have. Oh, certainly, mm-hmm. uh, your professional chemists, of course. Please. <laughs> h 2 co 2 and carbon-4-dioxide-5
5: <laughs> And if
7: that ain't enough, granite-3883 three eight eight three.
5: <laughs> Yes
7: Yes, now uh, will you please show us your most expensive set? Well, uh, very well, if you insist. I have one on the shelf right here. Mm-hmm. This is the best chemistry set that money can buy. Yeah, this looks adequate. We'll take it. Wait, pro, wait.
5: <laughs> uh, how
7: much is it, Mister? Oh, not very much. The cabinet is twenty dollars. Ain't bad? Plus the chemicals, which are hundred sixty five dollars. Huh? <laughs> plus the smear slides, plus the culture discs. That'll be a total of $210. $210? Plus 3% sales tax.
5: <laughs> hey,
7: bud. Um, you have a brother working in a packing house who cut up a steer for me three weeks ago. <laughs> That was me, Professor Harris. I change jobs. I do that quite often. Well, don't ever take a job in a penny arcade. You won't be happy with their
5: prices. (laughs) Hey, Curly,
7: stop quibbling about price. This is important to you. All right, all right. All right, wrap it up, mister. We won't take it home. Get started. Very well. Oh, a word of warning. If you don't know what you're doing, these sets can be dangerous. Now, please, don't worry about us, bub. By the way, we'll also need some test tubes and mixing pans Oh, look, and another thing Throw in a couple of them bunion burners <laughs> Hey, Curly, look at all these chemicals and acids we have Oh, with what we have here We shouldn't have any trouble inventing something great Let's get started Yeah, but... Hey, Remley hmm? You think we should be doing this here on the dining room table? This is an expensive piece of furniture. We might damage it. No, not with me handling the stuff. However, if it'll make you feel better, we'll cover it up. Put that tablecloth on. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> I'll just throw it on here. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. Ain't no sense taking no chances. No. Mm-hmm. All right, now then, let's get started. Uh, first, I'll pour a little of this into a test tube. Uh, what is it? The, uh, hydrochloric acid. <laughs> harmless stuff. (laughs) I'll just pour a little in this test tube. Frankie, be careful. Look, you're splashing it all over the tablecloth. Well, that's all right. We got a lot of it.
5: (laughs) Stop worrying.
7: It won't hurt the cloth. Okay, as long as it... (laughs) Remley, are you losing
1: compression? (laughs)
7: Look at that. It's burning holes in the tablecloth. Very weak material. Oh. I'm surprised that Alice
10: buying sheet. boys. Get... Hello, what are you doing in here? What's that stuff on the t? Ta- oh no. Look at my pure Irish linen tablecloth. Beautiful,
7: intricate lace work, hasn't it?
5: So
10: <laughs> Harris, what have you done? What are all these bottles on the table? Honey, it's
7: just a little chemistry set.
10: Well, take it out to the garage and play with it. And if you play real nice, I'll get you boys Tinker Toys for Christmas. (laughs) Now, go on. Run along. All right.
7: All right. Let's go out in the garage, Pro. Come
5: on. (laughs) A
10: new drug. I wonder when he'll get the mud pies. I never know what he's going to do. There's only one thing I'm sure of. A little bird told me that you love me, that you love me,
11: and I believe that you do, that you do, this little bird told me I was falling,
5: really
11: falling, falling for no one but you, none but you, there's no use tonight, I might as well confess, of all the boys I know dear, I'm sure I love you best. A little bird told me that you love me That you love me And I believe that it's true A little bird told me we'd be married And I believe that it's true This little bird also told me when we married We'll have a pretty cottage, not too far. We all fenced him like a movie star. Move. Great Dane Pop will call him ace, lying there by the fireplace. A goldfish pond and a wishing well, everything is going to turn out swell. A little bird
5: told her she'd be married.
11: Dear, 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 dear. And we believe
5: that is true.
11: This little bird also told her when she married. We'll be the proudest couple in the land. Go through life hand in hand. Good. Have a rancher way out west. Pick a spot that we love the best. A peachy keen and all is well. The True we know. A little bird told.
10: Soul. Love that little boy.
7: Hey, Frankie, how are we doing? You think we got something shh, here? Shh, don't disturb me. I got to concentrate. It's coming to a boil. <laughs> hey, look, it's changing color. It was pink and purple, and now it's changing to orange and blue. Well, then we got it, Frankie. Can't you see? It's the perfect drug for Rexall, a pill that's that's half orange and half blue. (laughs) I still like pink and purple. (laughs) Curly, I think we got something here, though. As soon as it cools off, I'm going to pour it and let you have the honor and privilege of being the first one to taste our new drug. Let's reverse that. <laughs> I'll pour you taste Not <laughs> oh, No, but Curly, I'm a scientist. The world needs men like me, but you're expendable.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to be selfish?
7: You're going to think of the world or yourself? Yes. Yes, <laughs> what? I think the world or myself.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Look, Remley, let's face
7: it. We're yeah. both afraid to taste this stuff. Yeah. Well, what we need is a human guinea pig to try it out on. Us. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. A guinea pig. Somebody hey, who. What are you
12: two guys doing in the garage?
7: Well, if it ain't Julius, oink, oink, a bruise eel.
12: <laughs> Hey, come on in here, kid. Come on in. Gotta, come on, pull up the sky <laughs> and sit down. Hey, you guys, let's go. Get your clammy meat hooks off of me. <laughs> Up
7: to. Julius, my boy, I'm going to give you a chance to become famous. I'm going to let you do something that will make this world a better place to live in. You and you alone, Julius, can make your fellow man very happy.
12: Sorry, I ain't interested.
7: <laughs> Why not?
12: I ain't going to knock Mr. Harris off.
7: <laughs> Nobody's asking you to knock me off. All we want you to do is to help us with a little experiment.
5: Experiment?
7: Now, look, kid, Mr. Remley... <clears throat> My colleague and myself. (laughs) have just discovered a new drug that will be a boon to mankind.
12: You've discovered a new drug?
7: Yes, sir, and we want you to be the first to try it. Just think, Julius. If it's successful, your name will go down as one of the bravest men in medical history. You'll be a martyr, a man of destiny.
12: Yeah, I'll be a world-famous martyr. People will talk about me and I'll be a household word. Gentlemen, I've reached a decision.
7: Then you'll do it?
12: Are you kidding me? (laughs)
7: Well, Julius, I made this stuff. What are you afraid of? What could happen to you?
5: I can drop dead.
12: <laughs> Besides that,
7: I guarantee nothing will happen to you. But if it does, we'll give you our antidote.
12: Did you discover
7: an antidote, too? No, but we'll face that crisis when it arrives.
12: <laughs> Look,
7: Julius, I'm trying to discover a new drug for my sponsor. If I can show a big shot like Mr. Scott that I have his interest at in heart, he'll accept me. We'll travel around together socially. Say, you
12: breath. <laughs> I should give my life just so you can go steady with Mr. Scott? <laughs>
7: Julius, look. I poured a little in this test tube. Here, just taste it.
5: Stop shoving it into my hand. Ouch, it's
7: hot! Julius, you're dropping it. (laughs) I don't think this stuff's going to be any good for headaches.
5: (laughs) Ooh.
0: It huh? With a boom. Yeah. <laughs>
7: Curly? You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. How about you? Yeah, I'm all in one piece. But...
5: <laughs>
7: Curly?
5: Yeah.
7: <laughs> Wasn't Julia standing here a minute I could have sworn he was. (laughs) Hey, Frankie. You think that maybe could be. (laughs) Oh well, here today and gone tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. But he didn't even wait till tomorrow. (laughs) Julius, too bad it had to happen. What well, are you, a couple
5: of wise guys are <laughs>
12: Hey, Julius,
7: you all right? Where were you?
12: I ducked down here under the cot. That's the drug you discovered for Rexall, huh? What are they going to do, open a bomb department? <laughs>
5: all right, we're well,
7: sorry, kid. It was an accident. I guess I put too much uranium in
12: I'm getting out of here I think you guys wanted me to drink that but stuff But Julius, we... you?, I tell my old man you tried to make an active volcano out of me?
7: <laughs> there goes the guinea pig, Mr. Remley This is a nice medical discovery you made What's it supposed to do? Blow up the germs?
12: Oh, Philip!
7: Oh, no, look, there comes Willie there he comes, and he's got some guy with him. If he sees what we did, I'll be a laughingstock. He'll tell everybody. i got to keep him out of the garage. Frank, hey, Frankie, come on. I think i found a use for our drug. <laughs> you mean... Yeah, now, start pouring, keep pouring, just enough to scare him off. Are you ready? Yeah. Drop it as soon as they get near the garage door. Oh,
12: Philip, Alice told
5: me you were... <laughs> I wonder
7: what Alice told him you were
5: <laughs> Hey Frankie, look at
7: Willie Look at Willie and his friend, yeah, Rob. we scared <laughs> the bailouts
10: out <laughs> of him Bill, Frankie, what happened? What was that explosion? It
7: was nothing, honey We just played a little gag to scare Willie and his friend away Just a <laughs> harmless Frank
10: Bill oh, <laughs> Bill, you shouldn't have done that Especially to Willie's
7: <laughs> friend. Oh, who's worried about Willie's friend? When will I ever see that guy again?
10: Around auction time. That was Mr. Scott. What? <laughs>
4: The program was produced and directed by Paul Phillips. The part of Frankie Remley was played by Elliot Lewis, and Julius was played by Walter Tetley. Alice Fay appeared through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox. This is Bill Foreman wishing good health to all from Rexall. Sunday is Funday on NBC. Stay tuned to this station for the Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy show, which follows
5: immediately.
1: Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night... As we wrap up the week, it's the adventures of the new Sherlock Holmes, followed by Fibber McGee and Molly. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell and Paul Stringer for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great evening. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer
0: Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.